This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. And we welcome our partner on this show, two-time Stanley Cup champion, should be in the North Dakota Hall of Fame. Boy, what else should I say about you? Future stars, ring of honor, coaching these kids here in Dallas to championships. He's Craig Ludwig. How are you, Craig? Good, Gavin. That was a good show. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay. This is going to be a spits and suds quickie. We're going to run through a whole bunch today uh, and want to start with the loss in San Jose last night. Craig, when you played, is it just possible that a team can be a bad matchup? Uh, I know the Stars have spent a lot of time on on the road, and it is what it is. Uh, however, I'll say this. Of the nine periods played between these two teams, I think San Jose has played better in five-and-a-half periods. Uh, they've scored 12 goals against the Stars, so I didn't kind of look at last night's Loss as a fluke, I just looked at it as San Jose plays the Stars well. I will say, giving up a three-goal lead, you know, I'm sure DeBoer and crew thinks is unacceptable. Yeah, well, the good news is, is I don't think they're going to meet him in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't you don't have to worry about that one. But but they are in a tight race. And so uh, every game is important. Uh, you've got Minnesota starting to crawl up and uh, get in line and you've got Winnipeg who is having one of those kind of years. And uh, yeah, I think there, I think there's teams that you, you have. And I think the games over the past, even though I don't think it's probably like it used to be, you know, back when we played that, that was a big, that was a big rivalry. I mean, you wouldn't think it, but, but that was a big game. And, and, and maybe that still boils over to, to some people in San Jose. And um, although I don't even know how many people would still be involved in the organization, um, you know, since those games, but, you know, I think you, you come off a big win against a team that's, you know, first in the other side of the conference in, in Vegas and you have a big game, you have a big game from your goaltender, you get a shutout and you, you come in and, and, and sometimes you think it's just going to fall into line. But, you know, I said this before, I, I, I kind of measure teams once they've played somewhere between 50 and 60 games and, and we're in that, we're in that neighborhood now. Dallas has proven to be a good team. They're, they're, they're a top team in the NHL and you're not going to win them all. Um, you know, unless your name is Boston Bruins. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, they're, you're on the road, you're playing what three and four is it or four, three and five, whatever it is on the road. Um, you know, they got a game tonight in LA. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you, you look past the team that you're playing. I mean, you see where they are in the standings and, and again, 
you know, we've been there and it, it's not easy to be, you know, at that level every single night over the course of 82 games. And, you know, what's important um, for the team now, uh, starting this morning or even after the game is how do they play against LA? Um, you know, because it's, it's, it's that race. I mean, now the, the good news is, is that I, I think whenever you, if you go back to last year, <clears throat> when you looked at the East, the eight teams that were going to make the playoffs in the East, geez, seems like they were settled in, in November. And, and so all it was going to be is jockeying for positions. Well, this is a little bit different. So, um, you have a purpose to come to all so far, all, you know, 40, 50 games that, that they've been involved in. Um, because of the jockeying, what's going on and where you can go. And, and they've been sitting at the top uh, for most of the year. And, and so, you know, th that's the good news. And I expect them to have a, a good bounce back game tonight um, against a team that I believe is very well rested. If I, if I looked right, they haven't played since Saturday, mm. L.A. So um, and sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes you sit around a little bit too much. Um, and yeah, you've said, you've said to get you when you're on the road, you want to go back at it the next night, right? Yeah, I mean, and again, as a player, you don't have to sit around with the day in between, and our coach is going to have meetings, and what's our practice going to be like, and all that kind of stuff. You just get back at it, and coaches know that too. You know, they come into the. <clears throat> I would think that the way that the Dallas team has been playing this year, Pete DeBoer's, they, I, I really truly believe that they play for that guy. I, I think he has the respect of every single player in that room. Um, and that was an important game on, uh, against Vegas. You know, they knew that that was a team that he, he was part of and they wanted to win that game. And I believe that he was a big reason why they played the kind of game that they did. But, but these are the kind of games um, when you play the next night, you, 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 you park it, it's gone. We get a game tomorrow. I mean, in, in less than 12 hours, we're on the ice again or 14, whatever it may be. So um you know, their, their focus is on the game tonight. And, and the coaching staff is not going to be showing video clips of what all went wrong last night, um, unless it's a little tweak because you're playing a, a different team tonight. So I, I just think you throw this one A overall. This has been a, a real good team. I think that's played with uh, a good amount of consistency this year. I actually thought Raddick Fox had his best game of the season. So. <laughs> Well, we're gonna clip that one. That should be what you're you should hear that clip leading into your podcast all the time. I actually put a note down. I thought he played well, really he well. Scored, last he scored, night. I mean he, he scored for you, right? Did he, he scored, score the third goal? Yeah, he scored a goal. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then what happened? I thought maybe you'd throw him under the bus. No. He the third goal, and then the wheels fell off in the second period. I thought, I thought he blamed him. I thought he was active in front of the net. <laughs> he scored a goal. I thought he played well. I mean, listen. I, mean, I, yeah, I, apparently, I thought the two-goal lead was the worst lead in hockey. Apparently for Dallas, it's 3 now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, was this me? Is this my eyesight going along with everything else in my body? I, the, was it the TNT camera angles or the SAP center last night? I mean, I felt as though I was kind of watching game tape. It was a little too far away. Did you catch that sense too? Yeah. You know... What what distracts me are the damn cars driving around and the people running around on the boards. You know, oh I, yeah, yeah. I yeah, but but yeah, I, I think that are they trying to try different things? You know, at TNT. I, I don't know. I mean, everybody seems to to love the broadcast. The guys at intermission are good, and I, I, I obviously they I think they they're trying to take a page out of the NBA. Um, you know, with the personalities and things like that. I think they do a good job. But that being said, I'm not sure 
if TNT has anything to do with the camera angles. I, I don't know. I, and I, I'm, a lot of times the, the camera people are the camera people in each building and the trucks just plug in to those people. So I don't know how, how that operates when with the TNT games, do they have their own cameras and are they trying to get a different look? Are they trying to change something and, you know, test it and, and get a better view for the, for the viewers? I, I'm not sure, but yeah, there's times, I, but I, as a viewer, I get distracted with little cars driving around the boards. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to hit, you know, it's going to hit. <laughs> you know, where's the crosswalk side? So I, I have an issue with that, but um, you know, again, that's, that's just me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with you. The TNT crew is good. I'm biased, Craig. I think you actually should be a part of something like this because of your great personality, and that's why I'm glad you're doing a lot of these projects because you have great stories and you have a really good personality. See, toot your horn right there. But um, they were talking in between periods about something I found fascinating: tablets on the bench. And as a coach who coaches youth, you know, what are your thoughts as a former player now, coach? <clears throat> Well, funny you bring that up. Um, we have a different team with our, our AAA team this year. They're different than last year. And we had about an hour meeting. <laughs> uh, we did. We went on the ice for 15 minutes and had a, I guess you could call it a come to Jesus meeting. And, and so when you talk about catalysts uh, from a player's role, um, they're not always who you think they are. And you know, sometimes they'll say it's always the guys with the letters on their jersey that have to be the leaders. And that's not necessarily true all the time. Sometimes it's it's the least expected guy on the team that's had enough of this or that. Um, or that goal that scored. You know, you look at Delandria last night scoring the first goal. Not a good goal by, by Reimer, but it's a big goal. And I think we've seen that a little bit, you know, here and there from Delandria this year. Um, so I think on good teams... It, it's a reason that they're good teams. It's not the same voice standing up all the time. And it's part of our conversation, you know, with, that we've had with our team. And it can't always be the coaches yelling and screaming. I go back to, you know, our buddy Hitchcock. And, you know, there were there were certain things put on us um, as a group of, of leaders. And there was a certain place that coaching staff wanted to get the team to. Uh, the style of play, the, you know, all the things that go into becoming a winning team. And when the coaching, from a coach's standpoint, when you start to hear players on the bench preaching what the coaches are normally preaching, whether it's in practice and during games, as a coach, you stand back and you go, now we're getting there because they're starting to sell the message between themselves. And, and so, you know, within that room, and we don't, I don't think you're really always going to know who they are unless players come up and speak up. Um, there are different players, you know, and again, and I think it needs to be like that because when you live with a group of group of 23 guys for seven months a year and you're with them every single day, you don't want to hear Jamie or, or Tyler or, or Mira or whoever they, they may be that's speaking up in the room. You want to hear different voices because then 
you know, the old cliche, you, you feel as everybody's pulling on the rope the same way. And, and to me, that's what makes a good team. And obviously they've got that um, with this group. Okay. Last night, obviously the Stars playing great in the first period. Puck, toward the end of the first, goes into the San Jose bench. It's assistant coach Ryan Orsovsky. He comes back with stitches. Does that fire up a team? Yep, 100%. Interesting. Um, again, it, it's, the, it's the mentality. It's the mentality of a hockey player that, I mean, look, uh, you probably weren't, I don't know if you got to see the Boston game. I did, against Toronto or? Yeah, no, last night's game. Uh, oh, last night's game. Yeah, another dominant oh. performance. Yeah, but their captain, you know, arguably one of the best players in the, in, in the league and has been for 10, 12 years, um, gets hit with a puck. Uh, it got deflected, and he was coming to the net, never saw the puck coming, hits him just under the visor, and goes straight down, and the players from the other team are yelling at the referee to blow the whistle. They stop the play. Bergeron gets right up and skates off the ice. He comes back about five shifts later with his nose plugged with gauze and, and acts as if it never happens. And, and that, that's the character of, of this game for years and years and years. And it, and it was started probably back in the thirties and forties. And I mean, there were guys that played with broken legs for God's sakes. So uh, it's, it's a tradition. And regardless if you're a trainer, you're, you're a head coach, an assistant coach, and right down to the players, um, it, it's what we do. Um, it, it's different than other sports. <laughs> and I'm not going to throw soccer under the bus, but it's different than other sports. And, and especially when you see a guy standing up in the suit behind the bench. And, and assistant coaches are always friends of the players for the most part. It's the head coach that's got to be the, you know, he's the hard ass of the group and and, and players go through the assistant coaches and coaches are kind of the, you know, they're, they're the tunnel to the head coach and they've got to, they've got to be that, that conduit. And, and so they, they talk to the players when a coach is on them and, Hey, listen, here's what he said. And I can talk to him and, you know, you're, you're kind of the, the go-between. And, but when you see those kind of things happen, because the players do it all the time and it really just tells you we're all in this together. We're, we're, we're the coaches feel that they're just as big a part of the game that's going on on the ice. And I watch players, I mean, from a player's standpoint and a coach's standpoint, they watch their players do this all the time. So for a coach to get hit by a puck or a stick or whatever may happen and return to the bench after, you know, five, 10 minutes and getting some stitches or whatever happened, you know, there's a little boost right there because you you can, you can live without one of the, seven assistant coaches that are on benches. Now. <laughs> you know, they got them up in the sky. They got them on the bench. They got them behind the bench and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it is. It's it's uplifting for players. Uh, I remember one time I got hit with a tennis ball during warm-up. And, oh, my God. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> I knew I'd get you. <laughs> Oh I knew I'd get you. <laughs> I saw the eye roll through the microphone. <laughs> oh, no, there was more than that. <laughs> All right. Steven Stamkos. Oh, just getting ready to pull the top of the computer down and set it off. <laughs> That's it for the day. Steven